Hey guys, in today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, we're talking about what it looks like to teach our kids how to fight, uh, at least how to fight well. We'll get into that in just a minute, but before we do, I want to thank my friends over at Samaritan Ministries for sponsoring today's episode. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare. They connect you to hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another spiritually and financially when a medical need arises. The prayers, encouraging notes, and money you receive to help pay your medical bills assure you you're not alone. It's biblical, it's affordable, and you can join today. Let me tell you how it works. Samaritan Ministries is not insurance. It's a community of Christians paying one another's medical bills. When a medical need arises, you choose the healthcare provider and treatments that work best for you and your family. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and then they notify members to pray and to send you money for your shareable bills. The money received is used to help you pay for your medical bills. There are no restrictions, so you can join today. You have the freedom to choose the doctor, the hospital, and the pharmacy that works best for you and your families. The other cool thing is they have online resources available to help you choose a provider, to price medical procedures, and 24-7 access to medical professionals by phone or email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, saving you time and money. I absolutely love what they're doing. Again, it's biblical, affordable, and you have the ability to join today. Go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash dadtired. Again, that's SamaritanMinistries.org slash dadtired to learn more today. Man, it is so good to be back here with you guys. Um, I'm probably just way too giddy right now. Like, you know, when you haven't seen a friend in a long time and like so many things have happened and you sit down and you try to catch up, but you, you've got like a million things that you want to catch them up on. That's how I feel right now, hanging out with you guys. Uh, it's been a few weeks. We had baby number four, Amelia. She is just, uh, she's beautiful. Her and my wife are doing great. We are not sleeping as expected, um, but everyone's in good spirits. My wife seems to be doing well. Baby seems healthy, and um, so we're just thanking God for that. My wife, her goal for this particular birth was to um, do it all natural, no medicines whatsoever. She just wanted to go in there and do the thing. And dude, I can tell you um, without a doubt that I have gone to the depths of hell <laughs> and uh, and back. That is intense, man. For all of you guys that have been with your wife as she has labored with no medication uh, and then and did it, uh, holy cow, that is intense, man. Uh, we for, So we have four babies. Uh, the first three, Layla, for, there were certain times where, anyway, I won't go into all the stories, but um, I think I probably pushed Layla to get an epidural more than anyone, probably even more than she wanted to. And looking back just selfishly, cause you know, they're, they're like, you know, do you want this? Do you not want it? And she was kind of on the fence about it. And I'm like, listen, we're here to have a baby. It doesn't really matter if you do it naturally or, or with some medication at the end of the day, all we want is a healthy baby. That's the whole point. That's the reason we're here. If we walk out of here with a healthy baby, it's a major success. So if you can do it a little more comfortably, awesome. And so I think I convinced her and she got an epidural for the other three and it was great. You know, there's some pain, but she did a great job and everyone's happy, but she really, she knew this was probably our last child. And so she thought, uh, you know, I just, I want to do it naturally. Women have been doing it forever and I just want to see if I can push my body to do this. 
And uh, so I'm going to do it. And so I really, she was like, you need to encourage me. Don't let me give in no matter how painful I look or how, how bad it gets. Don't let me give into this. And so I was just like, all right. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I probably went in there a little naive thinking it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. And holy cow, uh, I have cried. I'll just admit I've cried for all of our kids. Uh, when all of our kids were born, I cried. But when this baby was born, dude, I bawled because I just felt like uh, we went to battle together, man. That is so intense. It's just so intense. But she did it. I was really, really proud of her. Uh, I can't I can't even imagine. I used to make fun of her and say, you know, you've had some babies, but I had my appendix out and that's way worse, which I don't recommend making that joke to your wife. It's not funny to her. It's funny to me. Every time seems to be funny to a couple of our friends. I always get a couple of chuckles out of it courtesy chuckles, but, uh, I don't recommend making that joke. Anyway, I've always made that joke and I never will make it again because I can say without a doubt, having your appendix out is nowhere near, uh, the pain that it looked like she was experiencing, man. I didn't plan to talk to you guys about all that, but here we are. It's intense, man. Uh, I probably should do a whole episode on just how to support your wife. During, there's just so many funny things. I want to go. I want to tell you so many f- funny stories about that day and all the things that happened that day. Maybe at a later time. <sighs> um, so anyway, we have baby home, new babies here, and you know when if you, if you're a dad and you've got new kids in the house, if you had a new baby, especially if this is like your second, third, fourth, or beyond, uh, whenever there's a new baby, you just want sleep, man. You want you want your wife to be able to sleep when baby's sleeping. You want the new baby to sleep when he or she is supposed to sleep and sleep, you know, just sleep is so important. So the other day, uh, my wife, who's, you know, she's rightly so just rightfully so just exhausted. And so she's tired. She's, she's staying up and she's getting up every few hours to take care of the baby. So she's tired and she finally gets baby down and she thinks she's going to rest for a little bit, uh, with as a new baby is resting, which I always tell her to do, just rest. I'll take care of everything else. I'll take care of the other kids in the house. I'll make sure we've got food ready. I just go into full like dad mode. Like I'll take care of everything. You just take care of baby. And so uh, she's laying down to rest and she's down for a few minutes. They're both down. New baby and my wife are both down sleeping for a little bit, just a few minutes. And I hear my older two kids start to argue over who knows what they just start to argue. And dude, I just like, I lost it. I, I completely lost my stuff. I like scream at them, stop yelling. I'm just so frustrated. I know how much my wife needs sleep. I know how much baby needs sleep. And I just lose it on like, stop yelling. You know, I'm I'm yelling at them to stop yelling, which is always, uh, you know, pretty embarrassing. So I'm yelling at them, stop yelling, stop fighting. I'm sick of you guys is fighting. You guys are always arguing, trying to stop arguing. I go into this whole rant. Um, Get done. They they stop fighting. They're actually pretty decent listeners, especially if they can <laughs> hear the dad's getting upset. So they stop fighting. They go back to whatever they're doing. And uh, I kid you not, within a few minutes, I get a message from one of the guys in our family leadership program, which if you're not part of our family leadership program, uh, even though I took a few weeks off on the podcast, I was highly involved with these guys. I pour, we spend so much time interacting. Uh, we, they, these guys can reach out to me personally. I talk them through what they're learning in the program if you're not part of it and you're serious about becoming the the leader of your family and just having some very practical tools to lead your family well, you have to sign up, man. Dadtire.com forward slash lead. Get on the wait list. We only let 30 guys in every month. We always have more guys on the wait list than we can let in, um, but we want you to come in. If you're serious about leading your family well, you are a candidate that we want you to be a part of this group and jump in a cohort. We, we open it up once a month. So anyway, one of the guys from the leadership program, he reaches out to me. He's like, Jared, 
I'm struggling, man. Uh, my wife and I just got in a huge fight. We both lost our cool. We both said things that we, we deeply regret. I got to figure out how to do this better, man. We're, we're, I'm just embarrassed at the way that we just argued. And it was so funny, man, the way that God just, I feel like God immediately applied, like he took what had just happened with my kids and then having this just minutes later with this guy in the family leadership program. And there was just an instant connection for me where I realized, I realized like after that phone call, man, I think I'm raising my kids um, to, to the point where they won't know how to fight. I, and, and if I'm not careful by me just yelling at them and snipping or, you know, being snippy with them and immediately just saying, Hey, stop fighting, stop fighting, stop arguing. What could happen is that they will eventually be husbands and wives who don't know how to fight with their spouse. And they will be just like in the same situation that this guy found himself in where he felt like he would just gotten this major fight with his wife and said things that he regretted. And so I thought to myself, I don't necessarily want to raise kids who don't fight, I want to raise kids who know how to fight well. And if I'm totally honest, man, I used to be the worst fighter. When I, I look back uh, when my wife uh, and I first got married, when Layla and I first got married, and dude, I, I am embarrassed at the way that I used to fight. I mean, just like a 13-year-old boy, uh, you know, slamming doors and yelling and saying hurtful things to try to win an argument or being unreasonable or letting my emotions get out of control. Now, there's, there's lots of ways that you can fight poorly. Some people, and if you're listening to this, you, you may be thinking, man, I don't know if I fight very well. And, and there's, there's really kind of two ways that people tend to go generally. One is you either just, you're loud and you, you, you just kind of explode. If you think fight or flight, you're fighting. You're saying all the things you you want to win. You're bigger. You're louder. You you got the big arguments, and and you just want to. You're ready to duke it out. That's one side. The other side is maybe you just go super quiet, and maybe you just you pull back and you don't say anything. You get silent. Maybe you purposely give the silent treatment, and you're really passive. But both are bad, by the way. Uh, if you think to yourself, I'm just going to be quiet, let my wife or my husband get whatever they need out of their system. I'm just going to kind of ignore it. That is not fighting well. Uh, and like me, if you were like me, where, or if you like how I was, where you're just loud and you're obnoxious and you're saying mean things and you, you say things that you regret and you let your emotions completely rule and you, you got a lot of anger, uh, uh, both of those are really bad scenarios. And dude, I was the worst fighter. I was such a bad fighter when I first got married. And uh, by the grace of God and the patience of my wife, she really taught me how to fight well. And I remember thinking, oh, I didn't know how to fight. Nobody taught me how to fight. My mom did a great job. She was a single mom. She raised me. She taught me so many things, but there were, I can't remember one conversation where she taught me, listen, Jared, this is how you're going to have to fight. Like you're going to be in fights for the rest of your life. And so here's how you fight. Well, the truth is, man, as long as humans are walking around this earth, there's going to be fighting, there's going to be sin, there's going to be friction. I don't care how well you and your wife get along, I don't care how well your kids get along, as long as you have sinful humans living among each other, near each other, there's going to be some kind of friction happening. We're humans, we are sinful, we are bent towards selfishness just naturally, straight out of the womb. We are selfish people who want what's best for us and not what's best for other people. And so there's going to be fighting. 
And so we can't just think to ourselves, uh, you know, I'm going to teach my kids to never fight, which is really how I was subconsciously talking to my children. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. You better stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Be quiet. Stop fighting. Right. What I'm really saying is fighting is not allowed. And instead, what I, the, the shift that I had almost what felt like just instantly, and I, I, whenever I had these kind of moments, I just believe the Holy Spirit is discipling me. He's using my kids. He's using other. He's using other people. He's bringing all the circumstances of life, like Jesus always did, and now he's discipling me. And I feel like in that moment, the Holy Spirit, who lives in us and through us, and is always working in us. Uh, if you're if you feel like you're kind of new to Scripture or the Gospel or or what follows Jesus, Jesus says, "I'm going to come and live in you, and I'm not going to leave you as an orphan." Jesus said, which means he didn't just die and go to heaven. And now he's waiting for you to come in one day. He's actually living in you, and he's taking all your brokenness and all your junk and all the messed upness of your heart, and he's making it new. And so Jesus, by through His Spirit, lives inside of you, and He's discipling you. He's making you like Him. Praise God! That's good news, man. He's not leaving you hanging. He's not leaving you as an orphan, as Jesus said. And so I felt like God was in that moment discipling my heart, saying, "Okay, Jared, this is what just happened. You just yelled at your kids uh, for yelling, for arguing, and then you just got this message from this guy who said things that he uh, regrets saying in his marriage. And now let me take these circumstances and let me disciple your heart." And so what I felt like was happening happening was I was I was teaching my kids not to fight and then all of a sudden I had the switch I think by the by the just the the divine spirit of God working in me uh really helping me shift thinking into how do you help your kids fight well. The truth is uh that if you notice the scriptures never assume that we won't fight with with each other. You're not going to read anywhere in the Bible where the Bible's talking about don't fight. Uh, instead, what you will find often is it tells us how to fight. There's all kinds of verses. You look at James 1, 9, where James says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. What is James saying here? He's teaching you a tactic. Like when you're, when you're in friction, listen. Be quick to listen. Be slower to speak. Be slow to anger. These are tactics in the middle of friction. This isn't something that would, we wouldn't need this advice in heaven in the new world, right? Because God's made all things new and we just we learn how to be among each other with no sin. That's, that's the day that's coming. But for now, there is friction. The Bible assumes there will be friction. And, and so because of this, there's a tactic. The tactic that James is saying is be quick to, to listen. Be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. This is a tactic a strategy to fight well. You look at Luke 17, verse three, pay attention to yourselves, brothers, or pay attention to yourselves. If a brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. That's a tactic, knowing that's a strategy, knowing that there's going to be friction among two people. And so the, the, the writer of Luke is saying this, like, listen, when a brother does you wrong, rebuke him. Rebuke just, you know, it doesn't have to be like this harsh, look at you, look at all the things you did wrong, but it is bringing forth the sin in front of him. This is stuff we want to learn uh, as as married couple, as dads, as men, but it's also stuff we want to teach our children. Uh, when, a, when somebody wrongs us, we just, we bring it up. Hey, you did this and it hurt me. You, when, when you did X, Y, Z, it hurt my feelings or it made me angry or it made me frustrated. Right? That's rebuke. Yeah, I'm bringing your sin up before you so that we can address it. And if he repents, if he says, if, if they say, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I did that, or I'm sorry that I did that, then we forgive him. That's a strategy in the middle of friction. This is helpful for you, man, just as a husband. 
Like if somebody wrongs you, if your wife wrongs you, you go to her and say, listen, babe, I don't want to hold grudges. I don't want to let this fester into bitterness and turn into something much bigger. Listen, when you said that, it actually hurt me. I, I felt disrespected or I felt like, like you didn't really care about what I was thinking about right here. And hopefully she says, I'm sorry. And she has a, a, a posture of humility. And she said, babe, I didn't know that that I, I didn't mean for me to, for it to come across that way. And there's hopefully quick repentance and forgiveness and you move on. This is like a daily strategy. It should be the same with you and your friends. We don't, as Christians, let things fester and turn into bitterness and let things grow. We, we take the strategy and the tactics of friction that we learn in Luke. It says, pay attention to yourselves. If a brother sins against you, we rebuke him. We bring it up before him. If he repents, then we're quick to forgive, man. That's what spiritual leaders do, okay? So these are strategies. These are tactics. You look at Ephesians 4. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. This is a strategy. This is a strategy. If you're angry, it's okay to be angry. Bible says you're going to be angry. There's going to be friction. People are going to sin against you. You're going to sin against other people. But when you're angry, don't sin. And then don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's a, that's a tactic. That's a family value that we have. That's a strategy in our family. When, when we get mad at each other, we figure out, we talk to each other about it. We, we learn how to fight well, to repent quickly, to forgive quickly so that the sun doesn't go. We don't hold on to anger for days and days and days. We, we bring it up now. We deal with it now so that it can be dealt with as a family and then we move on. Matthew 5, 24, leave your gift there. I was talking about offerings or gifts that we bring to the Lord. It says, leave your gift there uh, and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. What is the Bible saying here? The Bible is assuming that there's going to be friction. You are going to have some kind of friction, some fighting, some sin between you and other people. And so before you deal with the things of God, before you move on with godly things, before you bring offerings and before you go worship, before you do this, deal what you need to deal with between you and your brother or you know sister. It's not gender specific here, but deal with the friction first and then come and offer your gift. These are all strategies. Again, the, the point I'm making here is the Bible does not assume that there won't be friction. The Bible does not assume that there won't be fighting. Instead, the Bible teaches us strategies as followers of Jesus. Here's what it looks like to fight well. If we're serious, man, about being the spiritual leaders for our family, then we can't just teach our kids not to fight. Instead, we must teach them how to fight well. This is what we do as dads. We teach our kids to fight well. After I had this uh, message conversation with one of the guys from our family leadership program, I actually went and I called my kids out of the room. I said, hey, Elijah, Eden, come here. I want to talk to you. Let's do a quick family meeting. We sat in the living room. We sat down on the couch and I actually repented to them and I apologized to them. And I told them, I said, listen, uh, you know, daddy growing up did not learn how to fight well. And, and when I was growing up, I was always just told the same thing that I just told you, don't fight, don't fight, don't fight. And as a result, when I got married to mommy, I actually didn't know how to fight. And I used to say mean things and I used to yell and I used to pout and I used to be mad. And I said, I just didn't know how to fight. And I, and then when I got married, I didn't know how to fight well. And I said, I don't want that for you. I want you to be a husband and I want you to be a wife who knows how to fight really, really well. I said, listen, the, the truth is me and mommy fight. But do you ever hear me and mommy fight like you guys were just fighting? Do you ever hear us yelling and saying mean things and getting super frustrated and yelling at each other? And they said, no. And I said, it's not because we're going into another room and fighting or waiting until you go to sleep. It's because me and mommy fight well. 
we have disagreements. Me and mommy don't always agree on things. We get frustrated with each other. We, we get mad at each other, but we've learned how to fight well. And that's what I want for you. I want you to learn how to fight well. And so I just apologized. And I said, listen, here's my promise to you. I'm going to let you from now on, I'm going to let you guys fight. Uh, you, you're going to have to learn how to deal with it on your own. The only time I'm going to get involved is if I can tell you're not fighting well. I want you guys to be a husband and I want you to be a wife who one day when you get married knows how to fight well because the truth is you will fight with your wife one day, you will fight with your husband one day, but I want you to be adults who know how to fight well. And so here's some things that we wrote out. <laughs> I can hear my I can hear my uh my 2-year-old daughter yelling. This pure chaos over here by the way. So I, I dad tired man. This is why we do the podcast. Uh here's here's what we came up with. Uh, when it comes to fighting well. Here's some of the rules. I actually wrote these out. We put, we keep them on the refrigerator. We keep a copy in the, on the refrigerator downstairs and we keep a copy up in the room upstairs so they know the rules of fighting in our Lopes house. Number one, we have to you have to be a good listener. This comes from that verse in James, be slow to speak um, and quick to listen. So we're good listeners. Number two, we watch our tone. And so we just spent some time talking about what is tone. Sometimes you can say the exact same thing and yet your tone is different and it still feels like you're trying to fight. So we watch our tone. Number three, we ask for a short break. It's okay if you get really angry and you say, I just need a timeout. But that timeout can't last for days. It can't even last for hours. If you need about 30 minutes to calm down, reset, and then come back, you can do that. Again, we we talked. I spent time talking through all of these and teaching my kids what all of these look like at their best um, and at their worst. Number four was no interrupting. If somebody is saying something, in order to fight well, you listen, you listen to their full thought, and then when they're done, you get to take a turn. Uh, number five, name your emotion. This is something we actually talk about in the family leadership program. Uh, during our marriage portion, we talk more in depth about this, what it looks like to name your emotion. I feel mad. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. I feel hurt. I feel scared. These are ways that you can communicate what you're feeling to a person, and it will help defuse uh, the argument. Number six, ask good questions. So we really want to understand what the other person's feeling. So we ask good questions. Again, this is something we talk about in our family leadership program. And the last one that we put for our family is tell the truth and don't blame. We don't tell lies and we don't blame other people. We take responsibility for what we've done. Listen, I put all these, I have a little PDF. Um, If you go to dadtire.com forward slash fight, dadtire.com forward slash fight, I'll, I'll have this PDF for free. I'll send it to your email. You can just put your email in there and then we'll send that to you, to your email so that you can have this. You can print that out and put it in your house um, or just use it as an inspiration so that you can maybe put one together, whatever rules make sense for your family. dadtire.com forward slash fight or you can find it in the show notes on this episode. If you go to the webpage, click on the webpage and it'll take you to that as well. Um, that's my gift to you. So hopefully you guys can figure out some rules when it comes to fighting in your house. Listen, the the truth is, man, um, we don't want to be men who don't know how to fight well. We want Jesus to disciple our hearts so that we are men who fight well with integrity and we do it with respect and we do it productively. Um, The Bible never assumes that we won't fight. The Bible never assumes you won't fight in marriage, Um, but it teaches us strategies and tactics on how to fight well. So first, we want to be men who just fight well. And then secondly, we want to raise adults who fight well. Our little humans that are under our care and discipleship in our family will be adults much sooner than we want them to be. And uh, and the truth is, man, we want them to be able to fight well as humans. We want their husbands and wives to 
come to us one day and say, whatever you did to teach your son and your daughter uh, as kids to fight well, just thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Because uh, yes, we fight in our marriage, but we fight really well. And I promise you that is going to set them up for a lifelong healthy marriage because we've put in the groundwork now to help our kids fight well. Again, go to dadtire.com forward slash fight. You can find the show notes for this episode. Also, that free PDF will email to you. Uh, I love you guys, man. I'm so happy to be back. Holy cow. Uh, I, I love it. It was nice to take a break, spend some time with the family, uh, just be here. But anytime I take a break, all the dreamer side of me comes out. There's so many things I want to talk to you guys about, so many ideas that I have, so many th- cool things coming up, projects that I'm working on. But for now, um, that's it. If you want to hear more about our uh, everything that we've got going on, especially the Dad Tired Family Leadership Program, go to dadtired.com forward slash lead. Get on that wait list. We'll send you an email when a spot opens up so that you can jump into that. Otherwise, I hope this was helpful. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Later.